For years, I hated my body. I'd look in the mirror and I'd notice every flaw, every roll, every stretch mark, every bit of cellulite. I'd say things like, I can't run, or I'm not strong, I have no upper body strength, or I'm so out of shape. I'd never thought I'd ever enjoy working out. I told myself, I'm never going to be one of those fitness people. You know what I'm talking about. At the end of 2016, I was in a very low place mentally. I was coming off of suffering from some pretty severe postpartum depression. I felt terrible, and I needed to make a change. At the beginning of 2017, I made the decision to not let myself come up with excuses any longer. The key here was I made the decision. I said no more. I'd heard of this place called Burn Boot Camp. So in March of 2017, I said enough is enough and I signed up to try this thing called Burn Out. And if you follow me on social media or you read my blog, you know that my life has been forever changed by that decision. A friend of mine from Burn said this and I could not agree more, so I'm gonna say it too. It's honestly probably the fourth best decision I've ever made. After following Jesus, marrying my husband, and having kids comes joining Burn Boot Camp. It is not just a workout. Burn Boot Camp is so much more than that. And it's difficult to put it into words, but today we're going to try. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of StillbeingMolly.com, and this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands and companies that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, a nonprofit director, or just an all around amazing person who is trying to make a positive impact not only through their personal life, but also with their professional career. My goal with this show is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact right where you are. My guests this week are Devin and Morgan Klein, the founders of Burn Bootcamp. Their incredible story of how Burn Bootcamp came to be will absolutely blow you away. From having their first class in a parking lot to now having over 300 awarded locations nationwide, it's amazing. You are going to love this conversation. Now, onto the episode with Devin and Morgan. Hey, Devin and Morgan, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Molly? Hey, Molly, thanks for having us. Oh, it's good. I I know I say this every week, guys, but <laughs> I am so excited to have you guys on this show because for those that follow me um, on my blog or on social media or my friends and my family in, in real life, they know that I'm addicted to burn boot camp. <laughs> like it's it's a serious it's a serious addiction. It's a healthy addiction, obviously, um, but I can't stop talking about it. And so when I I think it was sometime this summer, I was like, I need to have. Devin and Morgan on my show because I need I need to talk to them and I need to hear their story and I need to just continue to share with the world how awesome Burn Boot Camp is. And so I have been looking forward to this so much. So I'm I'm so humbled that you guys would be willing to come on the show. And thank you so much for just taking the time out of what I know is a busy day to to talk with me. Yeah, no, Molly, thank you so much for having us. And absolutely we're we're glad to be here. Uh, we hope to add a lot of value to your listeners. And uh, we also wanted to thank you for being a member at our Burn Bootcamp South Durham location uh, where you've been since March. Yeah. And, uh, that's that's really awesome. And you know, you're know, you a family member to us uh, in the Burn family. And so we, we do anything for our family. So thanks for having us. Today. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, am, I know I'm biased, but I think South Durham is, is the best location in the United States. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> but um, Aaron and Kristen really are, they're the, for those that are listening, these are the, um, they're the head trainers at the South Durham location and they just, oh my gosh, they're phenomenal. But we're going to get into all of that, but I want to hear your story. So Devin and Morgan, I'm going to have you guys give us the 101, the Devin and Morgan 101. Tell us your story and 
all the sort of the steps that led you to where you guys are today. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, it'll take me a minute, but we'll get through. <laughs> hey, get through it's it cool. Quickly here, um, starting you have to go back to childhood days because yeah, Morgan and I uh, first met each other when we were twelve years old. And oh so, my gosh! Yeah, we've been we've been uh, lifelong soulmates, if you will, Aww. and uh, we met we met when we were twelve, and I asked her out. Uh, Morgan, tell the story about. <laughs> well, yes, it was I think like the first week of sixth grade, and Devin had a broken arm cast all the way past his elbow and he comes up to the bus and he's like Morgan and I didn't know who he was or what he was doing and he's like will you go out with me and I was like no I'm already I already have a boyfriend you know because I guess in sixth grade that's the thing to do is have boyfriends um so Devin was was denied by me at first but um we became really really close friends um we hung out with a great group of of you know friends that remain our friends to this day. Um, so eventually, yes, we did start dating. And, and like we, a good entrepreneur, I knew what I wanted and I went after it until I got it. Oh, he did. I love he it. Did. He was very persistent, um, always <laughs> taking chances at taking me out on dates. So yes, we have, um, we've known each other since we were 12 and we've been dating um, ever since high school. Wow. Uh, Devin and I went to separate colleges uh, in Michigan. So we actually went to rival colleges, but Wow. Um, we stayed together and I supported him through his, you know, he, baseball career. And yeah, um, yeah, growing up, uh, you know, I had a rough upbringing and, uh, you know, I think it's no secret to anybody who knows me knows that I came from uh, not the, the, the greatest surroundings, the greatest environment of uh, a father who was in and out of jail and prison my mm -hmm. whole life and a mother who ended up fleeing when I was 13 years mm -hmm. old and, you know, all types of uh, physical, mental, emotional abuse, not to make anybody feel sorry or or have any sympathy for me, but just to put in context, yeah. uh, how much Morgan means to me in my life. She was the only person that was there for me through all of those rough times and those mm. rough years. So that really bonded us closely together. And I think is a, a big reason why we're so successful now. And we, you know, we moved as I played baseball, I uh, went to central Michigan university, played three years with the San Francisco giants. And uh, we ended up after I got released, we ended up living in Naples, Florida together, Morgan working for a food marketing company. And, um, you know, when I got released, I decided to become a, a personal trainer and it was my passion. It was something that I knew like the back of my hand. I, I was fortunate enough to be a professional athlete, but wasn't always the most talented person. Always just had a, a really strong work ethic. And that was, you know, rooted in me uh, since I was a little kid. And so yeah. Morgan and I ended up moving uh, from Naples because she got a job promotion to Charlotte and, uh, I like to brag on her for this because <laughs> she was one of the youngest people ever in the corporation, a billion dollar organization that she was working for uh, to get uh, this type of job promotion. And so I was rock and roll in my training business, but I was like, okay, well, my wife is a sugar mama and she's <laughs> so I'm going to follow her and, and I'm going to support her and her dreams because I can live my passion anywhere. And so yeah. I stayed back uh, in Naples, Florida, while Morgan moved up here to Charlotte to start our life. And uh, I didn't want to work for anybody, so I created this program called Burn Bootcamp, and I taught myself HTML code and taught myself how to build a website um, and built a business model, operations, marketing, legal, accounting, you name it. And Morgan was up here rocking and rolling. And uh, when I got, when I was fortunate enough to wrap up my clients down in Naples, Florida, we moved. I moved up here with her. She was doing an awesome job at, um, you know, her 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 job she was at. We started Burn Bootcamp uh, in a parking lot. She 
would, uh, she was a personal trainer for me at the time. She would train before work and after work. So she'd have like 15 hour days. Um, and we grew very, we knew very quickly that, that, you know, this was Morgan's passion. She did, she looked forward to training clients. She looked forward to, you know, not being in an office, you know, surrounded by people who don't really eat healthy or don't have the same core values that, that we had. Yeah. So, uh, we, Ended up starting the business together uh, out of a parking lot, and about what did you say, Morgan? Eight months into it, about eight months into the business, we we joined forces, Morgan. Uh, well, I mean, let's let's be honest. I <laughs> was very hesitant to leave my corporate job because Devin still had yet to put a ring on my finger. So oh. <laughs> that was that was the ultimatum. If he wanted me full time uh, at Burn Boot Camp, he, he had a he had to uh, get down on one knee. So yes, it was about eight months. Um, Which was totally the plan all along. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was about eight months where I was doing both, you know, my corporate job and Brown Boot Camp. And like Devin said, you know, I I totally thought my career path would be climbing this corporate ladder and you know continuing to get promoted and you know just putting that grind in eight to five. And um, but I quickly realized when I did start training and helping Devin out with this business that my, that was truly where my passion was. I loved yeah. impacting, especially women. I loved having that impact in their day, making them, you know, feel good, smile, just an ear for them to talk to. And so, um, it was, it was a easy to easy and hard decision to leave the corporate life. Yeah. You know, it's hard because you think it's secure and you think you've got these great benefits and it's hard to walk away from that from a startup company, literally in a parking lot. But (laughs) um, I also knew that, you know, you have to dream big and you have to take big risks to receive big rewards. So I left and I think it was two weeks after Devin, you know, proposed to me, I put my two (laughs) weeks notice in. So literally that's what I was waiting for. And, um, you know, kind of the rest is, yeah. is history from there as far as it goes with Devin and I being business partners. Um, you know, we love what we get to do every day. We wake up and come to work. And, um, you know, it's been a really, really crazy journey the last six years, which I'm sure we're going to dive into a little bit more. But yeah. um, I always tell my franchise partners and even my friends and my clients that like, you know, things that are scary are always worth it in the end. You know, you have to go through some scary times and take some risks. Um, but the reward is so much greater than just staying complacent. And that's where I felt like I learned a lot leaving the corporate you know, world and leaving that safe job to continue mm-hmm. to do things that really are uncertain, you know, in any business, things are uncertain, but especially this one was so brand new. I mean, we knew that we had a great following here in Charlotte. Um, so that was really exciting, but I personally would have never dreamed where we, that we are, where we are today. I know Devin does. And that's what I love about him is he's like the dreamer and I'm the one that am like a little bit scared to, to take the risks, but he always, you know, pushes me over that edge. And, and that's really, really great. Well, like you were, you were the explosion to what burn bouquet. We were doing great. And Morgan, as soon as we teamed up and she was full time, that was the explosion. And, you know, fast yeah. forward from that moment until today, we went from a parking lot till today. We yesterday awarded our 331st location across 34 wow. States. And we'll open our hundredth location um, in Asheville, North Carolina this weekend so we're really excited about that and Morgan's uh, decision back in 2012 
13 to um, join me full time and, and do and, and, and co-found this business together was uh, was one thing that we'll never regret for sure. So you guys got started in about 2011. Was that correct? 2012. 2012. Yep. And uh, April 2012 was the month. And so I know that fitness has always been a big passion of yours. And, you know, I, I read that um, just incredible Huffington Post article about you, Devin, and um, just and you, you really shared some of the, um, you know, the tough parts of your story and how all of that just kind of ha- has really become fuel for you in a lot of ways. Um, where... How did that sort of play into you know what your your childhood into playing baseball and um, having Morgan as a support system? How did that all play into creating Burn Boot Camp? Like, where did the idea come from? And you know, was this something you always kind of had in the back of your head, or was it one of those like you laid your head on your pillow at night and all of a sudden the idea came to you at your you know <laughs> when you're trying to fall asleep? Like, how did how did that all kind of manifest itself? Well, I think, you know, you know, given the, given the up, the background and the upbringing, you know, that I kind of went through, I think that, I think that hunger for me was the hunger to not live life the way I was living. I I think I learned at a very young age, what a lot of 40 and 50 year old executives go through Mm -hmm. in terms of self-awareness and, you know, what you're good at and what your future holds and, and that you can, you know, choose to decide the, the destiny, if you will, or the direction that, that you go as a human being and that the world is a canvas and that the only limit on uh, what you can do is your own imagination. And, you know, I think, um, I think it was Henry Ford that said, whether you can or where you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think hunger, I think hunger plays a huge part in our success because we were at, you know, personally, I was at rock bottom. I didn't, I had, you know, no money, no resources, no family, no role models. The only place to go was up. And, um, you know, I founded a couple things when I was at a young age that helped me. One was I, I, I found through a CD ROM, uh, Tony Robbins. Mm, yeah. And he was an instrumental, um, influence in my life, you know, just, I didn't have any mentors. And so I always sought higher education and more knowledge. And so when I was around 15 years old, I found him and he was an integral part of my thought process and my psychology because I had no one else to look up to. Um, And, you know, as I went throughout baseball and as I used sports as an escape to the home life that I was experiencing, I think it just innately, as I found skill and sport, it was like, dude, maybe you don't have to grow up this way. Maybe you can make the big leagues. Maybe you're, maybe you're just that talented enough or you'd work just hard enough that, you know, you can make it out of where you came from. And so there's a lot of hunger that comes from that foundation of being, you know, at the rock bottom of you. And there's people that I've had it worse than me. Don't get me wrong, but definitely not an ideal uh, upbringing that I had. And so that is where I think the drive to wake up at four and go to bed at 10 and grind 15 hours a day, loving it and loving every minute of it. But that's where the drive comes from is to be light years ahead of where my parents were and and Mm -hmm. what I saw um, growing up. And then Morgan, you know, interjecting uh, Morgan into my life at around 12 years old. That was just that that was just she was always the person that was there for me. And um, I can remember distinctly one time, I think it was in college uh, where I couldn't pay my cell phone bill anymore. And 
Morgan had to pay my cell phone bill for mm-hmm. me. And it was one of those time, one of those turning points in my life where like this woman who, who she's been taking care of me since I was 12 years old, it's time for me to be a man and turn this around and, and take care of her. And mm-hmm. so that was a lot of my fuel to my fire. And then during my baseball career, I stayed with host families throughout the six years that I was in uh, with the Giants and in college and various states and got a chance to see what normal family problems were really like. And they weren't, you know, alcoholism and physical abuse. It was lethargy and lack of energy and vitality that these, that families had. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like an aha moment for me, but all three of those things or four of those things I just mentioned kind of compounded on top of each other. And then when I finally realized that my dream of playing professional baseball was over, like, you know, I don't, I never really had a plan B. I don't believe in plan Bs. I think if you have a plan B, then you plan for plan A to fail. I didn't have have a plan B and my, my plan A and my plan A one and two and three was make it to the big leagues. And if you don't try again, and if you don't try again, and when that dream was over, I had to make a new plan A. And so I recalled on everything that uh, I've gone, I'd gone through in my life to discover my true passion. And uh, it kept leading back to fitness. It kept leading back to leadership uh, and, and, uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah. And so you mentioned that the first beer and boot camp, and I've seen pictures of the parking lot, it literally started in a parking lot. So how did the idea come about? How did the format come about? And what did those first camps look like? Like, did you just kind of go out looking for a parking lot? Or you know what I mean? Like, what did those early days uh, look like? Well, I I, want, I just want to share some stories because obviously I was a part of that too. Yeah. Um, you know, we moved up to Charlotte and Devin had been working at like a big box gym down in Naples, Florida. Like he mentioned, he had kind of um, finished training his clients before he moved up to Charlotte. Yeah. And we had no resources, very little money. We didn't know anybody. So, you know, Devin basically went to a local Harris Teeter and you know I'm not sure if all your listeners are familiar with Harris Teeter but it's basically just a grocery store around here and you know he's he pretty pretty much illegally solicited about 20 to 25 women and said hey here's a free t-shirt come work out with me for free for 45 days um Devin and I had some rusty dumbbells I mean it wasn't a pretty sight but we we did it and we you know we went to this gymnastics studio and we got um we rented out some space there for like the early mornings um and then the afternoons were right in that parking lot rain or shine like literally if it were thunderstorming devin was like nope we're still having camp so um (laughs) those camps were they were they were gritty but they were still tough and the the environment that Devin created and the culture from very, very early on that he created was such a positive one that, um, you know, those women that worked out, it was 45 days for free at that time. Um, they, they could not wait to sign up, you know, they couldn't wait to continue their journey. And, you know, aside from the physical results that they were seeing, you know, the emotional and mental and just, just the results that they were seeing, they, they really couldn't, um, help but to share it with tons of their friends so really that's when we saw this thing take off and um i think at the end of the first week was a big turning point for me um that first week like morgan mentioned i illegally solicited 21 (laughs) ladies that just cracks me up and let me just say we still have some of those women with us today that's awesome large majority of those women 
still members here at headquarters and they can they can speak to the parking lot days. Yeah, absolutely. And that's hilarious. That Thursday and that Friday of the very first week of Burn Boot Camp, uh, I show up to a dark parking lot at 5 a.m. or well, 4.45 for a 5 a.m. session. And uh, nobody's there. Uh, nobody's there for Thursday. And I keep waiting and nobody shows. And I keep waiting and nobody shows. And then I go the whole day and nobody shows. And then I come back the next morning pretty defeated. And again, nobody shows the whole day. And you know that was a turning point for me. And I think that helped really shape some of the philosophy and psychology that I have behind you know, certainty and belief in, in, you know, whatever you want to create and whatever, you know, however, whatever meaning that you put on something is, is the focus that you're going to have. And so I could have very easily said, Oh, well, this isn't going to work. You know, let's, let's clean up shop. Let's shut this thing down and let's go get a nine to five secure job, you know, but, and, and, it, and it made me mad. Don't get me wrong. I was extremely frustrated uh, that nobody had showed up, but yeah. it was that turning point that, that as uh, I see in myself four years ago, what comes out now is that when you have the opportunity to change somebody's life, when you have the opportunity uh, and you're certain inside of you that you have the skills, the knowledge, the ability, the, um, the desire, the passion, the, the hustle, the work ethic in you, to go out and to make a difference in the world. When you believe that in yourself mentally and you believe that in yourself emotionally and that lives within you, then all you have to do is become a really good marketer to manifest the physical portion of that. And mm -hmm. so it was a, a learning curve for me that said, I just because I'm an, I think I'm a, a, you know, an A plus trainer doesn't mean that people are just going to find me. I got to go out. I got to hustle. I can't take naps. I can't sleep. Because it was, it's, it's always been about the impact and the contribution for me, and it always will continue to be about that. And um, one thing that frustrated me the most on that first week is that I had something to offer, but nobody saw the value proposition that I had for them. Mm. And um, that still drives me to this day. What I did on that Thursday and Friday is I went through my own workouts. Uh, when nobody was there, I worked out myself, and I did the routines that I was going to take my clients through. And I made uh, out of that failure, found an opportunity to learn and found an opportunity to make the program that I was so certain about, you know, that much better. And that uh, was a psychological shift that allowed me to take the philosophy in our business that we are a marketing and media company whose product is lifestyle transformations for our clients. And it's not the other way around. We're not a fitness company that does workouts. We are a media and a marketing company that uh, produces outcomes for people. So that uh, first week was, you know, part of the, a big part of the definition of what burn is today. I think that's so cool. And that kind of gives me almost a little bit more insight just as to what makes burn different because, and I'm just going to kind of share my story a little bit because for me, burn is, I mean, I'm 32 and for the first time in my life, it is the first workout that I I genuinely look forward to. I get mad if I can't go. Like I'm upset if I miss a class. Like I I I get major FOMO if I see that I missed. Like if I was traveling and I'm like, oh man, there was a thousand rep challenge and I didn't get to do it. Like, and if, if for my friends and stuff that know me, they're like, who who are you? And I'm even asking myself, like, who am I? Who am I? This person that when I travel now. I, t you know, I go to the burn whiteboards group on Facebook and I find a, 
you know, a burn workout and I make my husband do it with me in the hotel gym or um, we went on a Disney cruise in October and I was like on our Disney cruise making my husband do burn workouts with me. And I only had dessert one night because I genuinely didn't really want it the other nights. And it's not that I, you know, obviously life is all about balance, but it's amazing how there's been this shift for me. And I mean, I grew up, you know, athletic, but I would never say that I enjoyed working out. And I definitely, when I got in my adulthood years, and especially when I started having kids, like fitness was just not a priority for me. And um, after, you know, I worked out through my first pregnancy and my second pregnancy, and um, I had a personal trainer during my second pregnancy. And you know, I I would work out, but I just didn't feel like there was anything, like I was doing anything and I didn't look forward to it. I hated doing it, but I just kind of did it because I didn't want to, you know, gain too much weight like I had through my first pregnancy. You know, it was just the motivation was the wrong motivation, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then after my son was born, I had postpartum depression and I did not have postpartum depression after my daughter was born. But after my son was born, I fell into a very, very dark place that I had never been in before, really. Um, I had struggled with some depression in middle school, but postpartum depression is a whole nother ballgame. Like there just was, I was not prepared for it. And so, you know, a lot of things went out the window, but fitness and eating right definitely went out the window because I was in such a weird place mentally. And at the end of... 2016 my husband and I were sitting down and we were just kind of talking about what what our goals were for 2017 and and I said one of my big goals this year is I need to I need to find a fitness routine that works for me because I can't live like this anymore like I'm I feel awful like I just felt physically awful and I couldn't figure out what it was that I needed. And the woman who was my personal trainer through my second pregnancy, she actually happened to be a support trainer at the South Durham burn location for a little while. And um, so I contacted her and I said, hey, long time no talk. Are you still training over at Burn Bootcamp? She said, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not training there anymore right now, but you should still definitely go check it out. I'll put you in touch with Kristen, who is the trainer there now. And so I just, I emailed Kristen and said, hey, I'd like to just come check this out. And so I went and um, walked in one morning and literally my life hasn't been the same since. I mean, I don't think I've, I mean, I go now probably five to six days a week. I rarely miss a camp unless I, you know, I'm sick or a kid is sick or something. Um, and, And for me, weight loss has always been difficult. Like my body's just not meant to lose weight very easily, but for me, I mean, just in that time, like I've lost 15 pounds, I've lost almost 7% body fat, I've lost 10 inches. And while those things are good, my mental health is better, my emotional health is better, I feel like my spiritual health is better, my marriage is stronger. It, the the other things that I've seen happen because of going to burn, not just physically, are, are I can't even describe to people. And it's it's had this ripple effect in my life that I just, I can't really put into words. And I, and I think part of it, I mean, part of it is obviously the trainers are amazing and the atmosphere is amazing, but 
there's this community aspect and there's almost like there's this accountability to it. Like if I miss a camp, I get texts from people like, where were you? Why weren't you there this morning? Where, where, what were you doing? Like, and I've never had that before. And I've noticed that this is a common theme across all burns, like regardless of location. And so it's something, there's something in the burn water. Doesn't matter which location you go to, because I actually have a, a blog reader who lives in Illinois, who started going to the, I think it's Lake Zurich location. And she said, you know, I kept seeing your posts about burn. And so I looked to see if there was one near me. And it turns out there was. And she started going to that location. And she says the same thing. And she's in Illinois. And then I have a friend who goes to a location in Charlotte. And she says the same thing. And she's in Charlotte. And so some, like, there's clearly something that you guys have done that is different. And I don't even know that I can fully articulate it as a burn member myself. Um, so anyway, I, I know that's kind of rambling. And <laughs> um, but I, I just kind of wanted to share with you guys, like as a as a camper myself, like, I'm not being paid to say this, like, this is just my genuine experience. And I, I'm so grateful to burn like I, I, I mean, I can't imagine my life without it now. And um, but I, I just, I say all that to say, is there something that you guys have intentionally put in the water <laughs> or what is what do you think it is that makes burn so different because it is and I've I've talked to probably hundreds of people now at this point who say the exact same thing and it's there's something about burn that is different than any other it's not just a workout place. Yes, you go and you get a great workout and you feel awesome. And then the you know the focus meetings where you get that one-on-one time with the trainer and the nutrition help and just the community. But like, what do you think about, what do you think it is about Burn and the community that you guys have built that is so different than anything else out there? No, I think that's uh, an amazing uh, observation. And, you know, it's so great to you for, for you to say that you feel that way and that you know hundreds of other ladies that feel that way as well because – you know, that is by design. It, it really yeah. is. We knew we saw the white space in the market. We saw the void out there for an intense, uh, you know, hard, relatively hard, meaning whether you come off the couch for 10 years or you've been working out for 10 years and you want to get to the next level, you're going to be challenged. Right. We found a white space in the market for women who want a place where they feel comfortable to become uncomfortable, if that mm, makes sense. Yeah. A place where they can walk into and feel like-minded, like they're around people just like them, but also where they get pushed outside of their limits and um, done in an encouraging and positive way. And I think the one, the secret sauce, if you will, that you're looking for is, is this one question that when Morgan and I said, you know, what is the, what is the singular, what is the single driver of our, of this business and of, you know, we don't really, we, it is a business, but it's more of a, a, of a living and breathing soul for us that we feel like burn Boot Camp has an impact on people's lives the same way an important mentor would have an impact on someone's life. Yeah. And we asked ourselves really early on one question. And I think this is the sauce you're looking for is, and, and it's so simple, but when looking at the, the macro global landscape of fitness organizations, no one else thinks this way. And that question is, what will make our clients healthier and happier? Mm. And we use that question when faced with any difficult decision, when faced with any high level franchise question uh, or decision or any um, decision at our childcare, our free childcare level at any one of our uh, organizational units. So 
why you feel that way is because every decision that we make has you and your best interest in mind first and foremost yeah. before we ever even worry about money or business or bottom line or KPI or metrics. You know, Morgan and I are in the gym and we're we're close to it and we we're very in tune and acute to the uh, human behavioral dynamics that happens within the gyms and we're constantly evolving that. So it's really, I mean, it's an emotional experience that we designed. Morgan, do you want to elaborate a little yeah, bit on I, emotional experience? Definitely. You know, I, as I listened to your story, Molly, like it brought up a lot of um, things in my mind that I can relate to, you know? So fitness has not ever been an issue of mine and weight loss has not ever been something that I struggle with. You know, I was an athlete in high school and um, I didn't play any collegiate sports, but I've always worked out and I've always, you know, ate relatively healthy. So, um, you know, burn boot camp to me was was a great workout, and I just loved the the atmosphere. But I don't think it really truly hit me until I went through my first pregnancy with my child. So um, our daughter Cameron is she'll be twenty one months old, um, so not yet two um, here coming up on December first. So. I can remember I worked out all through my pregnancy and I just had so much support by all my clients and all the women all over, really, not just at my specific location. But then coming coming back to work out after my pregnancy is, is really where my eyes started to become more open and to truly how special the Burn Bootcamp community is. And, yeah. um, you know, obviously I was, I was in a very vulnerable time in my life. You know, I was a new mom. I had gained weight with my pregnancy. Um, I was still trying to figure out how to balance being a mom, being a wife, also owning this exploding business and and how to juggle, you know, keeping managing my household. I mean, I was in a very vulnerable time in my life. And the 45 minutes that I got to spend at Burn Boot Camp were the best 45 minutes of the day, most yeah. of the days, you know, yeah. because as you know, being a mom and, and, you know, it, there can be dark and lonely days because you're sitting at home with a newborn that doesn't talk back to you. And, <laughs> yes. um, you know, so like, it's always so refreshing to get out of the house and, and be around other people. But the, the community at Burn Bootcamp is, I mean, I would walk in and people would just compliment me, you know, you look great. How are you doing? Like they genuinely cared about what was going on in my life and how I was feeling and, and, you know, that was so special to me because I that's something I'd never really experienced in my life or yeah. had the desire to feel because, you know, I've never gone through something like that, you know, before. Yeah. So I now have a different look on the community. I knew our community was always very strong, but now having my own personal experience of how it like brought me back to life, I should say. Um, that's always something that is very, very important to me is to keep our culture and our community the way it was, it's meant to be. And so yeah. that really, it's, it's about who we bring on as our franchise partners, you know, our, our franchise owners, we call them our partners and they go through a very, you know, serious vetting process here at headquarters to become, um, a franchise partner because they're representing our brand and we yeah. want to make sure that they're, best interest is what is what is the best for the client not necessarily how much money i can make which is very rare in franchising you know you typically are going to find a, a franchise owner that 
wants to make a ton of money and, and be successful. But the first thing we look at is what's your passion and why do you want to be a part of Burn Boot Camp? And if they don't say something along the lines of, I want to contribute back to my community or I want to help others in a positive way, we, we pass them right along. Yeah. Um, and then that next level is bringing on the right head trainers. You know, you mentioned Kristen and how great Kristen is and, and how she's made your experience at Burn Boot Camp, you know, the way it, it has been. And so we keep our standards very high for our trainers and not only from a standpoint of delivering a really, really great workout, but also building that community and building that culture that Devin and I um, are so proud of. You know, we we aren't going to let trainers come in and try to just do their own thing because um, we don't want to tarnish that that brand that we've worked so hard for. So I think community is number one of our secret sauce um, and, you know, that, that entails a good workout, but just bringing the right people on and having the right mindset of what can we do to make someone's life better, not necessarily get more money. Just to add to Morgan's point, you know, talk in, in my point as well, in those two things combined, you know, asking yourself the right questions, you'll get the right answers, you know, and bringing on the right people to, mm-hmm. um, you know, execute and, and, and be partners with you. I think that's in the community side of it. That's That's one side of it, right? That's the most important side of it. But then you also have this side, this this whole business world that we're in too, you know, and, yeah. you know, community and impact and all that stuff is great, but I can't keep that going and I can't scale that unless I create a margin and I create a business model that allows me to do so. And so I think one, one of the reasons why we've been able to grow so fast is, you know, I think hustle is an, is a, and hunger are elements of that. But like, you know, think about it this way. If you, you know, it doesn't matter how fast you run, if you're running East and you look for a sunset you're probably going to be disappointed when you get there. So hustle is only one element. You have to have hustle that's in combination um, with strategy. But where most people try to start in business is they try to start at strategy in business. And what we forget is the what and the why, like what do you really want specifically out of this and, and why do you really want it? And, you know, you can hustle all you want and you, you know, but if you're running around in circles, exhausting yourself, like don't mistake movement for progress. If you're running around in circles and you're not going anywhere, well, that hustle isn't going to yield any type of significant results or, or any gains. And so what I think really happened with us is our core values aligned with our hustle and our conviction. Uh, and when those two things married and then Morgan and I married as well, <laughs> yeah, um, literally our business, we started well with the why, uh, the what and the why specifically you know, what we wanted to do and, and, and why specifically we wanted to do it. And once we had, you know, kind of that North star, if you, if you will, then you're able to go back and focus on the how to's and the, in the strategies, uh, but without the purpose and without the direction, um, meaning ingrained in community, asking ourselves the right question, then all of the business strategy and all the stuff that makes us who we are as an organization wouldn't even matter. It, it would, essentially be a waste of time without those uh, directive items. Absolutely. Now, I wanted to ask just a little bit about when you guys decided to franchise. Did you always have the vision for franchising or at what point in the early burn years did you say, you know what, this model is working, it's working well here, I think it's duplicable, how do we, you know, how do we go about franchising this? What did that decision making process look like? So we, um, like I said, Devin's the dreamer here. So I would say initially, like my goals were to just grow in the Charlotte area um, or the North Carolina region per Mm -hmm. se. 
Um, so when we opened uh, our first location in Huntersville, North Carolina, quickly after that, we grew to five locations in the Charlotte area. Um, and then Aaron approached us. Aaron from South Durham approached us and was like, you know, I've heard so much about you guys. I have a friend that works out at Burn Boot Camp, and I'd love to bring that community to South Durham. And Devin and I kind of looked at each other, and, was, and we were like, what? Like, someone else wants to do what we're doing? You know, it's kind of a, a eye-opener to us, but also a shocking moment. Like, you know, we were so humbled by that. So Aaron was our first licensee. That's um, so cool. I did. I honestly didn't, don't think I knew that. I knew she was yeah. early, but I didn't realize she was one of the first. Oh, yeah. She was on board before we were even uh, officially a franchise. We were wow. a licensee, you know. So we drew up a license agreement with Aaron. Um, and so she was like, yeah, she was literally the first person that had created the model outside of Devin and I, so you know, cool. in, in the Raleigh area. Um and then we had another person approach us. His name is Mike Hart, uh, Hartshorn, and he opened another location here in the Charlotte area. And um, that's when Devin and I really started to say, okay, we have something that we can duplicate and make it bigger than, you know, just him and I touching it. Yeah. So that was back in 2014. We started in 2014, October 2014 is when we started the process to become a legal franchise. And Morgan and I spent a lot of nights and a lot of mornings reading uh, other FDDs, franchise disclosure documents of other businesses, and as well as creating our own simultaneously. And that we finally got uh, officially registered to award franchises nationwide in February of 2015. So at that time, we only had we had five of our own locations and two other people that Morgan mentioned, Aaron and Mike, um, in Concord and South Durham, respectively. So we had seven locations in April 2015, um, and we'll like we said, we'll open our hundredth one just about 32 months after that. But uh, yeah, it's I think you know going back to when we first realized that this was an opportunity to run with and the opportunity of a lifetime for us was like Morgan said, right when uh, Aaron and Mike uh, started asking us about it. And I think now uh, that momentum from that one day or that one week has just kept spinning and every little push and every new signing that we have and every new state that we open and every life that we touch and you know, being here today with you on a podcast is a, is a little push to that wheel that gives us that positive reassurance that backs the certainty that we have that Burn Bootcamp is a globally dominating lifestyle brand with 15,000 plus units over the next 15 years. And yeah. we truly believe that that's not something that may happen or that could happen if we work hard. That is a more probable thing than a possible thing. And, um, you know, should should Morgan and I continue to wake up every day with a burning passion, which I don't see that flame going out anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, as long as we're alive, we, we feel that uh, burn boot camp and everything else that we're involved in, uh, you know, will flourish because of the certainty that started four years ago uh, with Aaron and, and Mike wanting to license our, our brand and bring it to their communities. That's so cool. I, I just, I think that's, I think it's amazing and it's in um I think you guys are really inspiring and I can't wait personally to see where it goes in the next few years and um which leads me to a good question um where do you envision burn going and what is your what is your ultimate plan A for burn and where would you like to see it in 5 10 15 20 years 
Well, Molly, that's a great question because if you asked me two years ago, where would I see Bird two years ago <laughs> and then fast forward to today, um, I would uh, grossly had underestimated where we would be at. So uh, I'm going to, on the record here, uh, attempt to highball this as much as I possibly can. I like it. Because if you put it in the universe, then the energies will uh, eventually come together. And so, um, you know, over the next, let's say, five years, you know, our, our, our goals uh, off the rip uh, in starting the franchise business were to award 1,000 units domestically or locations domestically. Mm -hmm. um, that's coast to coast here in the United States. Uh, and, and have roughly 700 of those open out of the 1,000 and also have um, 100 units developed uh, uh, internationally as well. Over the next five years, I see us not only hitting those goals, but uh, taking our international expansion uh, to a whole nother level, uh, not just being a company that is a North Amer uh, an American company that dabbles globally, but a true global brand that um, impacts and that is uh, uh, agile to um, I guess to adhere to the laws and the rules and the regulations of other markets and other communities across the globe. And uh, Burn Nutrition is a big part of what we do. Shackley uh, Nutrition is a big part of what we do. Uh, Burn Bootcamp Retail, uh, meaning all of our performance active wear and our gear is a big part of what we do. Um, Morgan and I also own a production studio and a media company. So, you know, those are a big part of what we do as well. And we see you know, burn boot camp, um, being not only the most dominant fitness program for women on the planet, but we see all of those revenue streams that come along with burn boot camp, um, really empowering people to the next level to the point where we don't just impact, we don't, we don't just impact clients like we are today at scale, but we impact the industry that we're in at scale so that, from what we've been able to do with our clients and bringing uh, happiness and health and vitality and wellness to our clients, you know, we see Burn Bootcamp as the single uh, strongest catalyst to bringing this change and igniting this global health transformation that we're inevitably going to seek and that we are already starting to seek over the next 20 years. But we really see Burn Bootcamp being a catalyst and uh, a driver of that global transformation through not only our gyms, not only our online digital platforms, but also through um, the other stuff that we're involved in as well. I think that's awesome. Um, and that's one of the things I wanted to touch on as well is one of the things that makes you guys additionally so different is your passion for giving back and your passion for especially ser you know serving local communities and that is so ingrained in the burn philosophy as well and you know at our location you know we do fundraisers for local nonprofits and we've you know we've adopted a part of the to tobacco trail to clean up and um, you know we had the um, burn for one of us fundraiser in October where we raised money for um, a local amazing uh, local nonprofit that is fighting uh, breast cancer and women, um, women's gynecological cancers. And, um, you know, I've seen that at the other locations. And that is something that I know is so important to you guys. And, you know, I mean, this, the whole purpose of this podcast, obviously, is to, to find out what is it that makes these bus different businesses that have a greater purpose and a greater motivation for, um, you know, other than just that, like you said earlier, the bottom line and money. Um, how has that impacted you guys? And how does that run through Burn on a daily basis and, and your passion for, um, 
having a positive impact, not just on women and your clients, but also the surrounding communities and and creating an atmosphere that if the burn in that community were to go away, the community would miss it. You know what I mean? Um, what has that been like for you guys? Uh, it's been amazing. You know, the, the opportunity to have such a large influence at a macro scale for us is it's just a blessing. You know, I think one of the driving forces of our of our success is um, a gratitude and how grateful we are for the ability and the opportunity to have two legs, two arms, working vocal cords and brains that were, you know, that are used the way that God intended us to use them. And, yeah. um, you know, so many of us take for granted the fact that we can work out and the fact that our muscles are used the right way. And that's what really brought us to partner at large with the Muscular Dystrophy Association uh, the MBA, and we'll be doing a lot of stuff with them nationwide in the future to bring our message called Be Their Muscle to all of our burn boot camp communities yeah. and, you know, to helping um, uh, children with cancer uh, and St. Jude's and Wounded Warriors and Susan G and all of these organizations that we've been able to get involved with. Uh, it's really cool for them now, now like, t- like four years ago, it was, it was awesome to do it at like a local level. And now that we have been able to expand our threshold of influence and we are now able to work with the people who are making Susan G and Wounded Warriors and MBA, we're able to work with those people who are making those programs happen to really partner with them to create a real difference. And so it's it's just like with anything, progression equals happiness. And yeah. um, what makes us happy is giving back to the community. And that's part of the fulfillment that Morgan and I uh, seek every single day. And that's you know part of the reason why we are fulfilled is because we are grateful for the position that we're in and that gratitude. Um, the best way that we can show that gratitude is by giving back to those who are either less fortunate, um, put in a, in, a, in, a, in a tough situation, um, or those who just need a positive light on their life. And so we hope that Burn Bootcamp continues to be an organization and we know that it will be continue to be an organization that has um, impact and contribution first. And why I mean that, I don't just mean working out and in the gym. I mean for those kids in the community who can't use their muscles the right yeah. way and for those women who um, are going through the most fearful time in their lives when they find out they get breast cancer mm-hmm. and you know, we're able to bring a community around them and give them so much love and support and certainty that they'll get through it that I, I, I truly believe, and I don't have any statistics to back this up, but I truly believe um, in, in my intuition or with my intuition that by surrounding somebody that's going through something uh, stressful or traumatic, uh, by surrounding them with people who live in a beautiful state all of the time will help them um, not only pull through it from an emotional and a mental standpoint, but from a physiological standpoint, I believe that it, it has a large impact on their ability to um, you know, beat certain things in their yeah. life and overcome certain obstacles. So as long as we continue to uh, wake up with that passion, like I said, uh, Morgan and I absolutely um, love the, the philanthropic bones that are in our body. And we're grateful that God had blessed us with those bones because um, it makes the fulfillment of what we do. Uh, it, it just, it's the cherry on top to everything that we do. And it's, it's really exciting to have the impact. Yeah. And I think that is, I mean, it's just, I've seen it 
you know, in just the South Durham community when, you know, we, you know, we've got campers who are going through some really, really tough things, um, whether it be personally or with their family um, or, you know, and I was even thinking about like there was a, a camper who was like a week and a half overdue with her baby and she was literally coming to camp like she was modding on everything, but she's like, I'm gonna work this baby out. And I mean, the and the campers just surrounded them and and whether it's you know the blessing of a child or a family member with cancer or um you know just a job loss i mean i have seen the community come together to support those people and um it's it's truly amazing and it's it, it really is truly remarkable and it's it's it like you said it's a family and um i just think i just again i i thank you guys for for leading it and um and for all that you have done to create such an such a generous and giving and kind atmosphere and a um you know a nationwide family and i think it's so cool to to wait and you know to sit and think about what is the global family going to look like in you know the next 5 to 10 to 15 years um i can't i just can't wait to see what it looks like yeah that's exciting and thank you molly you know because without you uh this doesn't it doesn't happen for us and you know there's lots of uh women and ladies out there who feel the same way you do about burn boot camp and uh you know, without you and without your trust and uh, your vulnerability of going to a place that's somewhat, you know, on the surface level, scary and overcoming that fear <laughs> um, and then teaching other people to do that. You are the reason why, you know, we're able to be on here and, and, and have success. You know, every everyone likes to say that this is Morgan and I's success, but this is the success of our clients. This is the success of our trainers. This is the success of our headquarter team, our, all 21 of us here. Um, Morgan and I are here just to just to be the North Star and, and to guide the direction of our organization. And, um, you know, you and the rest of your burn sisters out there, you guys are the ones that really make this happen for us globally or uh, uh, nationally right now. So you see, I'm already in the global. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Hey, hey, you got to do that. You got to speak it out. <laughs> um, so, no, thank you. And I appreciate the kudos. But uh, it's really it's really uh, everyone else but us. We're just we're just here for coaching and guidance. I love it. All right, so this is my uh, this is where I transition to my favorite part of the show, and this is the the fun part. I mean, not that this hasn't been fun because it's been awesome, uh, but this is where I just get to ask you guys. This is what I call the lightning round, and so we're gonna go into the lightning round, and I'm gonna ask you guys just some fun uh, questions just to get to know you a little bit more. Are you guys cool with that? Okay. Yeah, sounds is, good. Is Morgan go. Morgan's gonna go first. Okay. So what I'm gonna do? So the next, the first ten questions are just either or questions, and I usually do you know things like books or movies or things like that. But I wanted to do a little different for you guys, so I decided to do either or exercises. Okay. So oh, okay. you guys can just either you know one shout them out when you decide cool. which one you you prefer. So are you guys ready? Yeah. We'll alternate back and forth. Awesome. And then this is also the portion where I tell my husband, who edits my shows, to insert a hilarious sound effect to introduce the lightning round. It's my favorite part because I never know what he's going to put in there. And so, you know, here we go. Welcome to Pumping Up with Hans and Franz, the informative training program for the serious weightlifter. I'm Hans. And I am Franz, and we, we just, just want, want to pop you up. All right. First questions. Burpees or box jumps? Burpees. What about you, Devin? Uh, burpees, for sure, because there's so many different variations. <laughs> Number two, pull-ups or double-unders? Ooh. Double-unders. Double-unders. Uh, <laughs> I just did my first double-under last weekend. Ooh, Congratulations. Awesome. My first one. I've only, I only did one, but hey, it, it took me eight months, so. <laughs> that's a tough one because uh, those are two moves that a lot of women aspire to 
complete. So, yeah. Um, I, but yeah, I'd have to go girl. with double unders. Awesome. All right, number three, deadlifts or weighted squats? Deadlifts. Weighted squats. Ooh, I like it. Uh, number four, star jacks or regular jumping jacks? Star jacks. Star jacks all the way. Oh, I hate star jacks. <laughs> I do them, but I don't like them. <laughs> you know, most moms don't uh, really like the star jacks. Oh, the w- <laughs> Killing me. Um, all right. Number five, push-ups or plank jacks? Push-ups. push-ups. Number six, sit-ups or supermans? Supermans. Oh, yeah, supermans. It's, I like fun, it's more fun to say. Yeah, I like, I like supermans too. Uh, number seven, low plank or a high plank? Low. High. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, number eight, a stack workout or 1,000 rep challenge? Stack. stack. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, number nine, wall sit or wall ball? Wall ball. Wall ball. Love it. Uh, number 10, bicep curls or tricep dips? Bicep curls. Tricep dips. <laughs> We're split right down the middle. That's why we make a good team. I love it. I love it. Okay. And then these are the final, just kind of fun questions uh, instead of either or. Uh, but the first is, I have to know, I know you guys eat healthy all the time, but what is your favorite cheat meal? Chocolate chip pancakes. <laughs> Mexican. Mexican. That's mine too, Morgan. We need, we need some queso and chips. Yes. So give, give me all the queso. Give me all the chips. I'll eat a burrito. It's, it'll be fine. <laughs> we'll just put more salsa on there. It's, it's tomatoes, yeah. so it's basically salad. <laughs> um, what is the most interesting thing you have read or watched recently? Hmm, good mm, one. That is a good one. I would say the most in- – I'm a big listener. I'm a big listener. The most interesting thing I have listened to – is uh, the Ask Gary V blog of uh, a vlog on YouTube? I think mm-hmm. that's a very interesting uh, piece of content for anybody who's into media and marketing. Oh, nice! What about you? For me, I've been recently listening to Brene Brown, and I really <sighs> like what she talks about. I adore Brene ba- Brene Brown. Oh yeah. my goodness, she's amazing. She is phenomenal. Um, and then, last question: Which fictional character would it be? Would be the coolest to meet in real life? So it could be from television, movies, books, just a fictional character you wish were real that you could meet in real life. I'm going to go in the selfless route on this one. My daughter, I think like most <laughs> most children uh, her age, she like adores Minnie Mouse. So oh. unselfishly, I would, I'm going to have to say Minnie Mouse on this one. That's for, actually, and have her back. yeah, that's actually what came to my mind only because of Cameron. She will light up at the sight of Minnie or Mickey Mouse. So. Uh, we can't say, we can't wait to take her to Disney. For oh me, my gosh. Captain America. For you, Captain America? Yeah. I but, love it. Gosh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnie Mouse. <laughs> I love it because so my, um again, I told, I said that my family and I, we went on a Disney cruise back in October and um, my son, he, he's 21, 22 months now, um, but he was 20 months at the time and it was really his first experience doing anything like that. And he is now obsessed with Mickey and Minnie as well. And like anytime he sees them, he's like, Icky, Icky, Icky. He gets so <laughs> excited and it is, it is so precious. I can't even stand it. Yeah, like, it is. It's sweet. It it's really is so sweet. Always, it's always fun looking at life through the eyes of a, a 20 month old. It really is. This is, it's my favorite age just because they can't, 
really talk yet, but they're like learning how to talk and they're not quite to that kind of terrible two, three stage yet. And they're just, they're, so they're a combination of like more interactive while also being like a sweet baby. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Uh, Well, Morgan and Devin, this has been an absolute pleasure. I have loved having you guys on the show. Thank you so much for your time and uh, just for everything that you guys do. I'm so, so grateful. Well, thank you, Molly. We appreciate you. you as well. Thanks for having us. Yes, thanks so much. This was fun. If I didn't love Burn Boot Camp enough before, now I love Burn Boot Camp even more. I did not think that was possible, honestly. I love Devin and Morgan and their story, and it's so inspiring to me and has really motivated me to think bigger and harder about my own goals, both personal and professional and fitness. I love not having a plan B because that just means I'm setting myself up for plan A to fail. Love that. That is my new mantra. Be sure to give Devin and Morgan some love on social media this week. I will have all of their links and information in the show notes. And be sure to see if there is a Burn Bootcamp location near you. You'll love it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you're a first-time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to visit the archives for past shows featuring amazing entrepreneurs and business owners who are quite literally changing the world with their businesses. And if you're a regular listener of the show, thank you so much for tuning in week in and week out. And thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to iTunes, Overcast, Radio Public, or whichever podcasting app you love and make sure you are subscribed to the show. Clicking that subscribe button helps to make sure that you never miss a new episode of the podcast. And while you're there, would you mind taking a moment to leave a review of the show? Leaving a review helps to show me exactly what you're liking and how this show is personally impacting you. If you share the show on social media, be sure to use the hashtag business with purpose podcast or tag me at still being Molly on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. This show is edited by my amazing husband and executive producer, John Stillman. And the music is by Mark Killian of Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening this week and go do something good with purpose on purpose.